You know, I always like to take this opportunity to talk about myself. The man of the hour. And let me tell you something, Daddy. When you're the man, you make history every time you step foot in this ring. And that's the bottom line. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 95 of the Sweet Wrestling Podcast. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we got a lot of stuff to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. Marty Skrull, NWA, uh, so much stuff. Real freaking Ripley, the new champ, like Killer Cross. We got a lot of things to hop into, so we're not going to waste any more time. Uh, you can find me at linktr.ee slash two sweet pod. That's where all of my listings are for this podcast. You can find me on Twitter at the number two sweet pod. That's at two sweet pod and at omg Corey B. That's C O R E Y B. So let's get right on into this thing, ladies and gentlemen. Since we have a lot of subjects uh, this week, no best thing, funny scene, no number one spot. We're going to start with the villain, ladies and gentlemen, Marty Skrull. Man. I'm watching NWA into the fire and it was a really good pay-per-view and you know it gets down to the end it's James Storm versus Nick Aldis Nick Aldis wins the match and out of nowhere ladies and gentlemen Marty Skrull comes out through the crowd and it's like oh my goodness what is going on here so he had a face-off with Nick Aldis would later say that He's coming after the world title. He wants a world title shot. And I got to say, like, Twitter went into a buzz Saturday night. Uh, you can see that, you know, lot, not everybody was watching the pay-per-view at the time. But when the word came down, you know, I tweeted, a few others tweeted that, you know, Marty Skrull just showed up. And you just see, like, my timeline start filling up, filling a Marty Skrull. What does this mean? What does this mean? And that's what I I am here to ask today. What does this mean? Now, obviously, uh, this is very exciting for NWA. It is a tremendous coup for NWA. But a lot of people want to know, is he there for the long term? Is this a short term deal? And I'm here to say that with Marty Skrull challenging for the world title to which Nick Aldis shot down. I, I love that promo that Nick Aldis gave. He said, like, that's not the way we do it here in NWA. I love that. But you got to you gotta realize that, okay, it's going to come out Marty Skrull versus Nick Aldis at some point. In my estimation, I don't have any insight on it whatsoever. My estimation, my educated guess is that this is going to be for a short-term deal. And whether NWA actually has them locked up long-term or if it's a short-term deal, it is a tremendous win for NWA. And it's a tremendous shot in the arm for that company. A lot of people know Marty Skrull. And a lot of people are going to be interested to see what he does in that company. And I'm one of them. I want to see what happens, you know, how this storyline plays out. I got to say, everything that they've done with him, the interview that they had on NWA Power this past week, uh, was tremendous. And, like, I am very interested to see how it all turns out the villain in NWA, ladies and gentlemen. So well done. I'm very excited about it. So, speaking of uh, NWA... We had the announcement of the TV title, ladies and gentlemen. It is making a return. It was announced by Stu Bennett. 
and like the title is beautiful it is an old school title and look that old school looking titles just warm my heart because they always look good and this title looks tremendous to me that is a big deal to me as a wrestling fan the title has to look prestigious it has to look good that, that's just the old school in me but to the TV title tournament that they're having, I'm a sucker for title tournaments, and this is one that we're having. I'm going to talk about the top guys that should be in the running for the TV uh, title. Who should win it, in my estimation? Uh, the top guys, in my estimation, when I look at the list, I got to go with Cocabana. Uh, your top top four or five or so guys, Cocabana, Trevor Murdoch. Question mark <laughs> He's actually in there Because the dude is just over with the fans I don't know why but he is Tim Storm And You know what I'm going to put Nick Aldis in there but I don't think he should Win it because I do not want to see A double time champion in uh, NWA like it, it, You know it's a small company I don't want to see Nick Aldis Holding both the belts Like no If he gets to the finals I have no problem with it because that would be a huge win for whoever beats them. You beat the world champion and you gain the United States champion. Excuse me, Lord have mercy. The NWA TV title in one night. That would be a great win. But as for who should win it, it is a tough call for me. But you know what? I'm going to go with that darn question mark to win because look, you, you, you got to give the people what they want. You got to get the fans what they want. The dude is over. The crowd likes him. So at this point, why freaking not? Put it on the question mark. That's who I'm going to go with. For the final NWA topic of the day, we have an alliance formed. You know, toward the end of or at the end of the Eli Drake, uh, Ken Anderson matchup. Nick Aldis got into it with Tim Storm on NWA Power. Uh, and they were going back and forth. This brought down the wild cards. And man, we had the beatdown on Tim Storm. Now, early in the show, the Dawsons kept talking about they had a conspiracy, a C O N spiracy, that they wanted to talk about, but the wild cards kept interrupting them. And now we see why. We have an alliance. With the wild cards, with Nick Aldis. Earlier Nick in the show, Nick Aldis said that Camille wouldn't be enough. He said that Camille was out. He said that he needed to form an army. And so it's going to be the wild cards and Nick Aldis. And as it would turn out, Camille comes down and she hits the spear on Tim Storm. And guess what? Camille was in on it all along. So it's going to be Nick Aldis, Camille, and the wild cards. And that is very interesting, if I may say so myself. Uh, you got Nick Aldis as the champion. Like I always like to mention in factions, the first thing I always shoot to is the four horsemen. And guess what the four horsemen's job was? It was to protect Ric Flair and it was to keep that title on Ric Flair. But also, they were legitimate players. The rest of the four horsemen was always legitimate players for the most part. And the wild cards are a legitimate player in the tag team division. And I enjoyed that. And I guess Camille will continue to do her job that she has been doing with Nick Aldis. So I appreciate that as well. I think this could very much work out. Nick Aldis needs to hold on to that title. There's no reason for him to be losing it anytime soon. That's my, that's my opinion. Excuse me. And I'm very interested to see how this uh, pairing, how this stable 
turns out. We need a name for that stable as well. We'll see as the weeks go on. So that is it for my NWA coverage. Moving on. Killer Cross, ladies and gentlemen. How about this? I'm sitting up um, yesterday and... Man, the Killer Cross video runs across my Twitter timeline and it's official. Killer Cross is now a free agent. And yes, I, that just sent Twitter up in a blaze. I tweeted that, you know what? This video reminds me of the video that John Moxley sent out that broke Twitter. And Killer Cross actually liked it. So, look, man, I am highly interested to see where this guy goes. He is not to steal a turn from Lex Luger. This guy is the total package. Ah, he has the look. Ah, he's a big guy, and he's the new age big guy that can move around extremely well. And he has an intimidating look about him. And he can cut a great promo. Like, he is a crown jewel. And whoever gets this guy is going to get a gem. Uh, so I like I've been following him since his Lucha Underground work, his Impact work, and he does some great things there. You know how to fall out with Impact. You know it is what it is. He's a free agent now, and somebody is gonna get a gym here. And according to Fightful.com, they say that he has a no compete clause, so this thing could go down at any given second, like the old days in wrestling when somebody would come out their contract and you know what the next night. Or the next week, they'll show up in WCW. So, like, this could go down at any minute, at any given time. It could show up. And that's the great thing about there being so many options in wrestling today. As with um, as with Marty Skrull, everybody was thinking AEW, AEW, AEW immediately. It could still be AEW, but nobody saw NWA coming. There's so many options. Uh, you can think what you want about where Killer Cross will land, but we just do not know. He could appear anywhere. NXT, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, AEW, NWA, you just do not know. And I am very excited to see where this guy goes. This is going to be a very exciting time. If I'm giving my total guess on it, I'm going to say that he shows up in NXT or slash WWE. One of those NXT are on the main roster. That's going to be my guess. That's just my pure guess. I could be wrong about it. Just wherever he goes, hopefully uh, they use him right. And hopefully he goes on to have, continues to go on to have a great career. I'm excited to see where Killer Cross goes. So moving on, ladies and gentlemen. Moving on to Monday Night Raw. We had a U.S. title gauntlet match and... I gotta say that, you know what, man? The gauntlet match itself was really good. Ah, I enjoyed a lot of things about it. Mostly of the match that I enjoyed was Ricochet versus Akira Tozawa. Uh, that was very good, a very good mini match in the gauntlet match. And this time, this match got a lot of time. But what I am here to talk about is the ending and the aftermath of the match and what happened with the U.S. title. So we go an hour and this match is just going on and on and on. And it's a good match. And Andrade comes down, uh, takes out Humberto Carrillo and takes him out on the floor, on the exposed floor, hit a DDT on him. And the match is over. And we go an hour all that long without 
a winner. So that's bad enough. I'm like, just didn't, didn't waste an hour, but it's like, you couldn't give me a definitive result there. Uh, that's bad enough. But later in the show, we had Seth Rollins taking out Rey Mysterio and with the AOP, they laid a beat down on poor old Rey. And we had Seth Rollins uh, challenge Rey Mysterio to a US Championship match. And Rey Mysterio accepted. And the thing is going to go down next week on Monday Night Raw. And I'm like, bro, come on. Now, we just had an hour gauntlet match. And you mean to tell me that because Seth challenged for the title, he's going to get it? Not the guy that, that whomever uh, from the gauntlet match we're going to do, Humberto Carrillo and Andrade uh, in a three-way with Rey Mysterio somehow? That should be the first people getting a match. That's just my opinion, not Seth freaking Rollins. Even though Seth as U.S. champion would be interesting, I'm like, come on. You got to show respect to the gauntlet match and not just throw it out like they did. That's just my opinion on the tape. Seth versus Rey Mysterio should be really good. I don't know who's going to win the match. Uh, it has been taped already. Like, I don't read spoilers, so I don't know what's going to happen. Although, it should be very interesting. Moving on, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to talk about the Women's Royal Rumble. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm very excited. It's about that time. Uh, it is December 19th. We're heading into Rumble season. We're heading into Mania season. We're back on that already. Uh, so... We're going to talk about the person that should win the Women's Royal Rumble. And I look, I had this I already slated before last night's events. Uh, so here's the deal, man. There's a lot of deserving ladies out there. First of all, we got to knock out the four horsewomen. Don't none of them deserve to win the Royal Rumble. Like, oh, hold on. I'm going to take that back. I'm not going to say none of them deserve to win, but like it is not the opportune, pristine opportunity to have one of them win as they're already uh, been so heavily used throughout the year uh looking at it i can look at if they really want to shake things up how about having ember moon coming back and win that's a great choice naomi coming back to win that's a wonderful choice as well but the person that i think should absolutely win the women's royal rumble is Shayna freaking baszler we already have a story there with Shayna baszler and Becky Lynch and when I saw that build up it was very good Bailey just kind of felt like the other person that was in to the match the real uh excitement was Shayna Baszler versus Be Becky Lynch and the real build up was between those two and I would absolutely love to see that go down on a big stage the biggest stage the granddaddy of them all at wrestlemania Shayna baszler winning the royal rumble is the absolute best choice and at this point you know what i would put the title on Shayna baszler uh that would refocus becky lynch a lot and becky lynch is a much better chaser than champion not that she's a bad champion whatsoever but it would refocus becky lynch into chase mode and i think it would be an excellent storyline and yes, Shayna Baszler should win the Women's Royal Rumble. I'll be very interested to see how it all turns out. So moving on, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to hop into, obviously, what are the last topics of the day every time, AEW and NXT. We're going to break it all down. As always, first, we're going to start with AEW. Omega and Hangman Page versus the Lucha Bros to start the show. 
Uh, this one got off to a very fast start. Uh, we didn't even have an AEW opening. They just jumped right into the program with Omega and Page and Lucha Bros. Obviously, that's because Adam Cole and Finn Balor was starting off the show on the other end of NXT. We'll hop into NXT later. But it got off to a very fast start. Phoenix got it going uh, with a various moves. Uh, nice toe paid through the ropes. And... This match really picked up when Adam Page got the hot tag. He cleared house in this one. And this was an excellent matchup, man. It would end when Adam Page would go to clothesline. I think it was Pentagon, Pentagon Duck Sunday, and he levels Kenny Omega. After that, the Lucha Bros would go on to pick up the win with the double stump package power driver. They pick up the win there. What was an awesome matchup? Got the Lucha Bros to win. And it furthered the Hangman Page and Kenny Omega storylines, which I am all in on that. I cannot wait to see how that turns out. And yeah, that was a great opening. After that, we had Neville backstage. He wanted his uh, match with Kenny Omega, and he was going to get it one way or another. He went into the locker room of Makanakazawa's, and he closed the door. And you can only assume that a beatdown got levied after that. So Kenny Omega chased him backstage. We would head to commercial break. Uh, and we'll see how that plays out going forward. Kenny Omega couldn't find Neville. We'll see how it goes going forward. As I take a sip of water here. Moving on, ladies and gentlemen. We had the Butcher in the play versus uh, Cody Rhodes and Darby Allin. And I posted this on Twitter, man. I've become such a big fan of Darby Allin's, man. The, the kid has been incredible. And I've only known of him at, in his time in AEW. So I, he's done some tremendous thing. I really became a fan of him when he went toe-to-toe with Chris Jericho. They did a great job of really getting him over. And our fans absolutely loved the guy. And to start the match, it pretty much started with Darby Allin running wild. Uh, throughout the tag team matchup, they had a commercial break in the middle of this one. So that one kind of hurt the match a little bit. Uh, we had a sweet cloverleaf from Butcher. And Butcher the Blade... They are some pretty good wrestlers, man. I like I like them from that aspect. I like the game. I'm starting to warm up to the gimmick. I like uh, Ali's role in this as well. Uh, so I'm very much starting to warm up to the gimmick. Ali got involved in this matchup. But at the end of the day, Cody and Darby Allen picks up the win. Uh, Cody... Hit it. Cody with the cutter picked up the win, and I don't necessarily like Butcher and the Blade taking a loss this early into the to their AEW careers, but it is what it is. We'll see how the feud goes once again going forward. After that, we got an awesome Kong squash, and not really much to talk about there other than yeah, Kong looked good. She got the squash, and she continues her storyline with Brandy Rhodes. Moving on. Jericho versus Jungle Boy. I was very excited for this matchup. This is another another scenario where it's like, huh? Will Jericho make another name? So Jungle Boy controlled early. Ah, the crowd was very much into this one. We got a sweet Lucha Soros and Jake Hager fight. And man, I'm like, okay, give me some of that. That's what I want. Set that up on the next pay-per-view AEW Revolution. That's what I want to see. But Crowd got very involved when Jungle Boy, uh, he had three topes over the top rope, and he got a very near fall that got the crowd going. He had a lion salt on Jericho. That got the crowd going, but the moment of the match was the lion tamer on Jungle Boy. 
and Junk Boy is just sitting there, and I think he put the Lion Tamer on him. They went to the spot way too early because we had to waste 50 seconds out of it, but it worked enough. He got the crowd really excited. Junk Boy survives. Jericho wanted five more minutes, but it just ended on Jericho walking out. Like, at that standpoint, I really think that we should have just ended it on the time limit draw with Jungle Boy surviving the line timer. I thought that would have did a great job, but nonetheless, a better job, excuse me. But nonetheless, Jungle Boy looks like a star in the ring with Jericho, and I appreciate all that Jericho does, putting over young guys, going to time limit draws with young guys, and just giving them the stage with the star that Jericho is. We've gone, Jericho had an interview. Uh, he talked about Moxley and him joining the inner circle and how they wanted him and how they had a big surprise for him on either next week's edition of AWR, the one on New Year's Day. I'm not sure which one it is that he said, but we'll find out uh, going forward. Next up, we had Chris Statlander versus Britt Baker. Uh, this one got off to a slow start, uh, but it picked up as time went on. Uh, the crowd got very invested, but the spot of the match was Chris Statlander reversing the lockjaw and into a power driver for the win. She picks up the victory, and she will be the number one contender for the AEW Women's Championship. It is time for AEW to put the championship on Chris Statlander. That's just my opinion. After that, we had a Brandy promo trying to get Chris Statlander to join up with her and Kong. She denied her. And Chris took a heel to the eye for her troubles. How about that? In the main event, we'll see how that goes going forward. In the main event, we had the Bucks versus SCU. We got a fast start from the Bucks. Ah, oh now sweet top rope Frankensteiner for, from Nick for a near fall. This was a tremendous matchup. I thought that it ended too quickly. Uh, maybe, maybe they got the timing of the match was thrown off, but it ended really early. And like the SCU, excuse me, picks up the win when they retain the titles. But it was a very quick match for me. I was expecting to go on and on, but it just ended a little bit too early for my opinion. But we will see why it ended early. Uh, the Dark Order likes to go off, lights come back on, and the Dark Order is laying a beat down on the Bucks and SCU. Uh, we had guys try to come out to save the day. Omega tried to come out to save the day. Dustin tried to come out to save the day, and they couldn't get it done. I gotta say, man, the Dark Order, the promos, uh, the videos are tremendous, but they just do not have a menacing look. That's why I can't really get into it. That's why the crowd can't really get into the, to them. They just don't have a menacing look about them. That's just my opinion, and it's tough. Uh, it it kind of fell flat to me. The ending segment fell flat to me. But overall, the show overall was very good, and I'm excited to see what goes on next week. Moving on to NXT, ladies and gentlemen. What a night. One of the better NXTs of the year. And we started off with Balor and Cole. It had a big fight feel, ladies and gentlemen. And I absolutely love Adam Cole working over Finn Balor's knee, working over his neck. Some limb targeting from Adam Cole. Like, when we have these guys that are very good in the ring and are very athletic, we normally don't see old school wrestling uh, slowing the match down, targeting limbs. And I, I appreciated that from Adam Cole. So... I love that. Absolutely love that. We had some tremendous near falls. Uh, Balor taking out Cole on the barricade. That popped the crowd. Uh, we had Cole hitting the Shining Wizard for the near fall. Hey, I still call it the Shining Wizard. That's just me. And the moment of the match, ladies and gentlemen, 
Johnny Gargano comes out, distracts Finn Balor. That allows Adam Cole to pick up the cheap win that keeps Finn Balor looking strong as well. But Johnny Gargano would lay the beat down on Finn Balor. I love abs absolutely everything about it. And we're off to Balor versus Gargano at whatever future takeover it will be. And I cannot wait. Adam Cole picks up the win in what was a tremendous, tremendous matchup. Match of the year candidate. It was great. It was great, ladies and gentlemen. But moving on, we had Killian Dane versus Damian Priest. And this very much felt like a cool down match uh, to start. It's like, oh, we just came down from the high. That was Johnny Gargano coming back. And it's like, uh, we got a cool down match here. But surprise, surprise, this turned out to be an awesome match as well. Like, we had Dane, once again, limb targeting. Killing Dane was going out the Priest's injured ribs. I appreciated that. But the crowd really popped when Damian Priest hit that big suplex uh, over killing on Killing Dane, excuse me. And this was a really good match. Uh, Damian Priest picks up the win with the crossroads, and yeah, man, I was into this one. Like, I very much enjoyed it. Job well done to those guys having to follow Adam freaking Cole and Finn freaking Balor to put on a great match to get the crowd and invested into the match. Job well done to those guys. They did a great job there. After that, we had Kushida versus Cameron Grimes. And this one was, this it started off at a slower pace than what I would expect it to be. But the match picked up when Kushida locked in the armbar. We got some great back and forth. We got a tremendous standing German suplex from Cameron Grimes. And a great match, but a surprising result. Cameron Grimes picks up the win with the double stump. And a lot of people were surprised about that. A lot of people were upset about that. They're like, oh man, Kushida can't be losing this match. A lot of people upset were upset what were excuse me upset about it. I'm not too upset about it. I thought Kushida should have won, but I really like Cameron Grimes. I think he brings a lot to the table. So he picks up the win there. He gets some momentum going. We'll see how the feud turns out going forward. Next up we had Yo Survivor Santana Garrett. This one was the only eh, off match of the night, only because it didn't get enough time in my estimation. Didn't really get much time at all. Io Shirai picks up the win with the moonsault. Garrett looked a little bit better than she did in her last NXT outing, so I will give her an applause for that. But Io picks up the victory. We'll see what they do with Io Shirai going forward. Next up, we had Pete Dunne versus Travis Banks. And, man, I didn't know a lot about Travis Banks, but, man, he has impressed in his last two matches. Uh, this one was at a very fast pace, and we had a lot of great spots in this match, a, gr a lot of great near falls. Uh, for instance, the Travis Banks cannonball in the corner, and then the tope to the outside on Pete Dunn was a great spot in this match. Uh, but what would end the match was the super X-Plex from Pete Dunn into the bitter end. This was a phenomenal matchup. And like we're at a point to where we're seeing multiple great matchups throughout this show. The end ring, as always, was just phenomenal in this show. So speaking of which, we moved on to the main event. It was Real Ripley versus Shayna Baszler. This one had a huge fight feel. Shayna Baszler, they, they, they did the old school backstage entrance. Like we were following the wrestler up to the ring. I absolutely love 
that entrance. But to the match, it would be Rhea versus Shayna. And this one, like, everyone was interested in. You had the question of, will Shayna actually lose here? And we had an early commercial break in the match. I thought that kind of hurt the momentum of the match. But it will pick up. We came off a commercial break. Real Ripley hit a sweet top rope superplex on Shayna Baszler. Uh, the horsewomen tried to come down, but Real Ripley took them out. But we had a key moment in the match. Shayna Baszler took out Real Ripley's arm slash wrist. She stepped on it. And this one I could really appreciate because Shayna worked that arm over throughout the match. But toward the end of the match, we had a ref bump. And... We had, once the ref came back to Shayna Baszler locked in Barracuda Clutch and like from there it's like oh my goodness here we go again can Shayna not win here and Rhea Ripley raises up her arms then she goes on to hit the super ripper super riptide excuse me from the top rope Rhea Ripley picks up the victory and ladies and gentlemen that moment bought me nearly two tears what an incredible moment Rhea Ripley picks up the win and we had the fans rush the ring or it was planned by NXT for them to rush the ring and it was just an amazing sight as we faded to black Rhea Ripley picks up the win and this is the magical thing about wrestling ladies and gentlemen you see somebody a young person that deserves to have a moment and they actually have the moment and it is just an incredible thing there's nothing like it in sports like wrestling just does that to me and i seen a lot of people celebrating it everybody was just so happy that real ripley won the match they had her they booked her to win the match everybody was excited it was a great moment ladies and gentlemen so that was great and that is it for this edition for the of the two sweet podcast ladies and gentlemen what a show from NXT, what a show from AEW, what a show today. Let me know all of your thoughts on Twitter at 2SweetPod and at OMG Corey B.